You see, friend, there's no longer any condemnation for your sin. You, you, you have no condemnation in Jesus Christ. There's, there's no reason to fear condemnation because Jesus Christ stepped in and he took all of the wrath of God in your place. And when God looks at a Christian, when God looks at somebody who's trusting in Christ, he doesn't see the sin. He doesn't see the flesh. What he sees is the righteousness of his only begotten son, Jesus. Welcome once again to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. I am glad to have you with me on the program today. Please do reach out to us at redeemingthelost at icloud.com if you'd like to interact with us. And we will be absolutely thrilled to not only receive your emails, but open to them and reply to them. But redeemingthelost at icloud.com, we would love to hear from you. Now, last time on the program, we were in Romans chapter 8, and we looked at verses 8 through 10, and, and we examined the, the sentence, Christ must be in Christianity in order for it to be Christianity. And on this particular program, I would like to go back to that chapter, and we are going to see a very simple but very profound blessing that impacts practical daily life coming from these verses as well. So if you have your Bible with you, please do turn with me to Romans chapter 8. And once again, I will read Romans chapter 8, verses 8 through 10. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ... He is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And we're going to be looking at the simple difference between being in the flesh and being in the spirit. Now, if you look at verse 9, but you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. There's a difference. There is a huge, 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 profound difference between being in the flesh and being in the spirit. And um, just to help us look at that, uh, think about the practical example of anger. Practical example of anger. A lot of people will describe anger as something that sort of flares up or something that sort of rises up from time to time based on something that happens or based on a memory or based on something, but but a lot of people describe anger as something that's, that sort of flares. And there is a fundamental practical difference between somebody who is not in Christ trying to deal with anger and somebody who is in Christ dealing with anger. There, there's, a, there's a fundamental difference. And that fundamental difference has to do with the Spirit. It has to do with the Spirit. And to go back to the book of Romans, uh, to stay in chapter 8 here, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now that is uh, just you and yourself, uh, just uh, the way you were born um, in the flesh, um, have not trusted Christ um, 
have not believed on Christ, um, haven't heard the gospel, have resisted the gospel, what have you, but, but Christ has not done a saving work if you are in the flesh. And they that are in the flesh cannot please God. It's impossible to please God. Why? Because the flesh is inherently fallen and the flesh is inherently full of sin. There's a sin nature and it, it operates it's sort of like a law in the flesh and, and it operates and it operates and it operates constantly. It cannot please God because sin is not pleasing to God. God has a just and holy wrath upon sin. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. New foundation. For everybody who is, who is in the spirit, there's a new foundation. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If you don't have the spirit of Christ, you're not Christ. You're, you're not you know, Christ in the sense that, that, you, that, that you're not in him. You're not, you're not saved. You're not born again. You're not spirit-filled if you're not in Christ. You're, you're, not a, you're none of his. But if Christ, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. This is the difference, friend, in dealing with anger as a lost person and dealing with anger as a saved person. This is the difference. The body is dead because of sin. And, it, and if you go back to Romans 4, 5, 6, and 7, uh, it, it is greatly expounded upon that the body is dead because of sin. Now, we're even crucified with Christ in a, in a very real spiritual sense. and a very practical spiritual sense, we are crucified with Christ. Jesus Christ took upon himself the, the sin of the world. And that includes your sin. And in effect, spiritually speaking, um, you were crucified with him. And when you trust him for salvation, that saving work, that, that, that atoning work, uh, the fact that he stepped in, became your sin, and took the wrath of God, and he rose again, that, that all gets applied to you. When you trust in him, that, that gets applied to you. And so, yes, the body is dead because of sin. Uh, the flesh is dead. Uh, the flesh, um, it's, it's, it's sinful. It's dead. And God's going to, in a real practical sense, deal with that. Somebody's blood is going to answer for your sin. Um, and may that be the blood of Jesus Christ. If you're lost today, may that be the blood of Jesus Christ. May you put your faith in Jesus Christ, in, in him, and in, in his death, and in his resurrection. But very, very much expanded upon in Romans 4, 5, 6, and 7. But today, from the, from the real practical foundation of the body being dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness, that, the difference is absolutely clear. It's a foundational difference. You see, if you're saved today, you, you, and if you're filled with the spirit today, you, you've got the spirit of Christ in you, and that is a new foundation you see, friend, there's no longer any condemnation for your sin. You, you, you have no condemnation in Jesus Christ. There's, there's no reason to fear condemnation because Jesus Christ stepped in and he took all of the wrath of God in your place. And when God looks at a Christian, 
When God looks at somebody who's trusting in Christ, he doesn't see the sin. He doesn't see the flesh. What he sees is the righteousness of his only begotten son, Jesus. That is what God sees when he looks upon a Christian. And from that foundation, it's, it's very, very different to deal with the flesh that we still have. You see, you do have a flesh. And you also have the spirit. But there's a difference between always trying to manage a behavior, if you will. Um, you know, to go back to our angle, anger example, uh, to always be trying to manage some, some kind of behavior, to always be trying to avoid uh, the things that trigger the anger, to always be trying to just do, try to do the best you can to just sort of stuff it down and uh, make it like this teeny tiny thing and try to put a uh, try to put a lid on it or something like that. But always trying to manage it somehow. Um, even going to the to the point of uh, getting drunk, getting high, mind altering drugs, you know, trying to escape in work, trying to escape in entertainment, you know what have you. Uh, but always trying to sort of manage it. Always sort of trying to deal with it. But uh, the difference in a spirit filled person is that. Number one, that spirit-filled person is under no condemnation. There is no, there is no condemnation for the sin. Uh, the sin has been taken care of. Uh, the reality of the sin is no longer an issue in a way because Jesus Christ has taken care of the sin. And so the spirit-filled person is free to, if you will, face that sin head on. And the first part of facing that sin head on is, in a lot of ways, um, simply acknowledging that it happened, simply acknowledging that, that yeah, that was you. Yeah, yeah, that, that was you. This, this sin, this flesh exists. It's real. And hallelujah, in, in Christ, there's, there's no reason to hide anymore. There's no reason to always be constantly managing it anymore, but but if you look at the book of Romans, and you know what, let's, let's sort of go off course for a moment. Um, we are going to deviate from the notebook that nobody out there can see. But we're going to go back, uh, flip back to Romans chapter 6. Flip back to Romans chapter 6, and let me look for just a second here. Okay, let's start in verse 5. Verse 5, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. So hallelujah, your, your flesh, you're not always going to have to deal with it. You're not always going to have it. Uh, there's there's a very very real hope for the Christian and and this is why it's it's a fair statement to say that we have been saved we are currently being saved and we shall be saved and the New Testament talks about salvation in all three ways but you're not always going to have your flesh that's that's a piece of really good news um, that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin. 
For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, 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 reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. That is the difference right there, Christian, between trying to manage your sin, trying to manage your behaviors, trying to manage the consequences of your sin as a lost man, as a lost woman, as a lost child, and being in the spirit, hope of salvation, full relationship with God, spirit bearing fruit in you, and seeing something of that old person rise up in you. That, and, and this is the difference. You have the ability and you have the sovereign, loving, holy command here in Scripture to reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin. And it doesn't stop there. But alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because Jesus Christ went to the cross for you, because Jesus Christ became your sin, because Jesus Christ took the entire wrath of God in your place, and Jesus Christ actually did die on the cross. He gave up the ghost. He yielded up the ghost after saying it is finished. And hallelujah, on the third day, he rose again from the dead. And spiritually speaking, your old man was crucified. And in that moment, spiritually speaking, and this, uh, and this is sort of deep, sort of profound, and also sort of simple. Because Jesus Christ took the penalty for your sin. He took the wrath of God in your place. He became your sin in the eyes of God. God poured about on his wrath. Jesus Christ said, it is finished. He yielded up the ghost. And in doing so, he took your wrath. He, took, um, he became your sin. He took your wrath. And he took your death. But it didn't stop there. He rose again from the dead. And he is alive today. And he is alive today. And every single solitary Christian, every single solitary person who trusts in Christ, that death, that atoning death, gets applied to them. For anybody who, who trusts Christ, that atoning death gets applied to you. For anybody who is Trust in Christ, and, and then in response to that faith, Jesus Christ, you see, he didn't just rescue you from hell. See, Jesus Christ gives eternal life. He is the resurrection and the life. Jesus Christ sends the Holy Spirit. And there's this entire life after salvation. See, your life, you know, doesn't just stop after salvation. Um... You know, Jesus Christ, he didn't just save you and then take you. He didn't just save you and take you. But no, um, you're, you're, you're in this world, but you're not of it anymore. You're in this world, but you're not of it. Uh, you're, you're still in the same physical body, 
as you were when you were lost. But there's this other spirit in there, and it happens to be the Holy Spirit. But you still have the flesh in a technical sense. Yeah, you're still in the same body, and that body is indeed dead because of sin. But there's this spirit inside. There's this, the Holy Spirit inside, no less than the third person of the Trinity, is inside. And you have relationship with God like you never had before, like you never had as a lost person. And that means, friend, um, to just use the example of anger, uh, that means if there is an unrighteous anger that comes up, if there is a fleshly anger, if there is a sort of this stirring in the flesh, then you have the sovereign, holy, good, loving command. Reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. That's um, to sort of use, to try to boil it down quickly in the language. Um, that's not you anymore. Um, sin is not you anymore. You do not serve sin anymore. Now, you need not serve sin anymore. Indeed, um, if you go back to verse 1 in chapter 6, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Next two words, God forbid. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Uh, you, you're freed from it. You're freed from the sin, and what's more, um, uh, you don't live in the sin anymore. That's not who you are anymore because you're you're saved, you're born again, you're spirit-filled. Uh, Jesus took you and he translated you into the kingdom of God, and he gave you the Holy Spirit. You just happen to be left here in the flesh. Now, with the flesh, as a technical sense, and with the very, very real hope of looking forward to the day when your sojourning in this world is done, when your pilgrimage through this world is done, you see you are in the world but not of the world, and you look forward to the day in which you will have no flesh anymore. Because technically speaking, in every real sense of the term, you're not a body with a soul, but you're a soul with a body. And God has promised, and because he has promised, this is good as done, he has promised that there is going to be a time in which you will not have this flesh anymore. And uh, what we, we often think about it like a timeline. That will be the time after you die. Or if you happen to be blessed enough to be in the rapture generation after that happens. But that's another topic entirely. Um, but um, what I'm trying to get through to you, and I hope this is getting through to you because and we went a little bit on a rabbit trail, but hallelujah, sometimes those are worth going down. But what I'm trying to get through to you today, and I hope it's a blessing to you, is that if you're saved, you know, you, you've got the reality of a, of a sinful fallen flesh, and you've got a, the reality of the Holy Spirit. And you have every option available to you to no longer live after your flesh. You have every option available to you because, you know, hallelujah, used to be before you were saved, you only had one option, and that was sin. Now you've got the Holy Spirit, and you've got the ability in the Spirit, not in your own strength, not in your own willpower, 
but hallelujah, by, by faithful obedience to the word of God in the spirit, you can actually have victory over anger. You can have victory over, over deception. You can have victory over every variety and flavor of physical lust, uh, not just the sexual ones. But you can have victory over sin and, and victory that's real and victory that lasts because, hallelujah, there's, a, there's the Holy Spirit inside you. And that Holy Spirit is just bearing fruit. It's just bearing fruit. But some of the, the best news, and, and, it, and it is really practical on a day-to-day sense, is that yeah, is that is just found here in Romans chapter 6, in obedience to this verse and reckoning you also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin. You're dead unto that sin. That anger is not you anymore. That lust is not you anymore. That deception is not you anymore. That blasphemy is not you anymore. That adultery is not you anymore. What is you? The spirit. The fruit of the spirit. And to, you know, you have the foundation of Christ. You're a Christian. You're founded in him. Your identity is in, in him. He is in you. You are in him. And so, well, what is you? Faithfulness. What is you? Peace. What is you? Forbearance. What is you? Loving kindness. Obedience. Love. Charity. Hope. That's who you are. And that's who you have been made to be. That's not how you started. You started fallen. You started sinful. But then, hallelujah, there was a day in which you heard about Jesus. You heard about his death. You heard about his blood. You heard about his resurrection. And you trusted him. And he did a whole lot of stuff in you. He plucked you out of hell. He saved you from hell. He gave you eternal life. He gave you the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, hallelujah, his, his word, his word, this Bible, this word, it, it just sort of came alive. And you're never more blessed. You're never more happy. You're never more fulfilled than when you're walking in the will of your father. And when, when you're walking in obedience to Christ and you, um, that flesh rises up and you go with it and, and you know that that Holy Spirit's going to say something. You know that that Holy Spirit is going to rise up in you and, and that Holy Spirit is going to do some convicting and convincing because they're sort of one and the same. That sin is sin. God is God. Holiness is holiness. Righteousness is righteousness. Goodness is goodness. But he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And once you're saved, you're saved. That might get me in trouble in some places, but, you know, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> but, but once you're saved, you are saved. Because you didn't do it yourself. Jesus Christ did it. The Lord did it. But I hope that's an encouragement to you. I mean, if, if you're walking in life, um, stranger and pilgrim in this world, in the world, but not of the world, at the same time, you do have a flesh. But know that you have a foundation. And know that... You have a firm foundation in Jesus Christ. Know that, you know, um, to use the old analogy of a fountain, at one time you could you could only bring forth bitter water, water, water that's not good. 
But now you have an entirely different fountain. And that's the Holy Spirit. In that. And there are streams of living water in you right now if you've got the Holy Spirit. And there's very, very real hope for you, friend. Um, there's very, very real victory for you over any sort of sin that used to sort of define your life. It's, it's interesting to, to talk to people. It's interesting to interact with people. And you go back and um, a lot of people go to like one thing. Uh, whether it's anger, uh, whether it's um, lust or sexuality, or or greed or or covet, you know, um, covetousness or uh, blasphemy, and that and that sort of defined that person, if you will. That was sort of the pet sin. But there's very very real hope for you over that sin and and every other sin uh, that this flesh can possibly walk in, um, that can possibly come out of this flesh. And that's a lot of varieties. But the point is that if you're in Christ, you're in Christ. If you have the spirit, you have the spirit. Your foundation's different. And there's very, very real practical and real hope for you for victory in Jesus Christ. That, that's a, it's a good old song. But, hallelujah, it can be a very, very good old personal song to you. You can have victory in Jesus. And I hope uh, this has been an encouragement today. Uh, like I mentioned, we went way off course, but hallelujah, sometimes uh, that's just really good to do. Uh, but I hope it's an encouragement to you today. Uh, but again, um, we will go ahead and close up today. But uh, this is the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, and uh, we are a ministry. Um, I'm actually an evangelist with a Grace Baptist Tabernacle, and we're located in King, North Carolina. And I'd encourage you to check out the website uh, for the church, gbtministries.com. Uh, you'll find information about us and about the church, as well as locations and service times. If you're in the area, please do come. And please do feel free and invited to visit one of our services. We've got a Sunday morning, a Sunday evening, and a Wednesday evening service. But please do get in touch with us as well. Um, RedeemingTheLost at iCloud.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And we'd love to hear what the Lord is doing in your life. But again, I do thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you.